الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن سيدنا وهادينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له أما بعد committed Muslims we have we the Muslims we have an attitude that is resigned and that does not have the confidence to accept responsibilities coming from Allah and His Prophet. <clears throat> this character of ours has survived well over a thousand years. The bare bone issue of it is that there's nothing much I can do. That's how all of this is summarized. This character that thinks that there's nothing much it can do is contrary to Allah and His Prophet. We are not predestined to be who we are. We are who we are because of our will. <clears throat> There's a difference between us and angels. Angels do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ayah in the Quran describes them La <clears throat> They do not disobey Allah in what He tells them or orders them to do, and they do what they are ordered or told to do. We are not angels. We have a latitude of choices. We either do something or we don't do it. The angels don't have that. That's why there's nothing in the Quran that tells the angels don't do something. 
There's not one ayah in the Quran that is a nahiya ayah. There's ayat that are amira. Do this thing. But there's nothing in there that tells them don't do it. But when it comes to us, we human beings, there's something we we can do and something we can't do. There's something we can strive to do and there's something we choose to exclude ourselves from doing. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ We have created the social being, insan, in the best proportion of things. Among that proportionality is our ability to think. And here we encounter two words in the Qur'an, يَتَفَكَّرُونَ and يعقلون. And because we chose for over a thousand years to withdraw from the responsible meanings of the Quran, these two words have become synonymous. There's no differentiation between them. Where in fact there is. The word يتفكرون is simply a thinking process. And the angels can think. And we can think. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I'm creating this entity out of dust, they questioned that not as a matter of behavior, but as a matter of thought. قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُوا فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ وَنَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ They asked Allah, are you creating on earth someone who is going to corrupt it, cause corruption on earth, shed blood on earth? In the meantime, we glorify your exaltedness. Allah's response to them was, I know that which you do not know. So as far as thinking is concerned, we have the ability to think, and the angels have the ability to think. But the angels don't have a choice. We have a choice. That's why in this line of thinking, you don't have any ayah in the Qur'an that speaks or describes the angels as ya'qilun. But when it comes to we, people, committed Muslims, the word ya'qilun applies to us because it is a thinking that requires behavior that is disciplined. An ayah in the Quran says, Inna fi khalqi samawati wal ardi wa in surati Ali Amran. Inna fi khalqi samawati wal ardi wa khtilafi layli wa nahari la ayatin li uli al albab. 
الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار This ayah is speaking about creation and when we're speaking when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran is speaking about creation He's stimulating our thought. So in the physical world, we are required to think. How many Muslims are working in the physical world with their brains and then bringing the Muslims and humanity results? But when it comes to the social world, here is where our behavior is involved. We either do something or we don't do something. If we were predestined, I mean, you know, look, there's a war going on in the Holy Land. What am I going to do about that? How can I make a difference? This is the internal thoughts of many Muslims. And when we use our God-given mind, you will find these types of individuals, at the end of the day, they are subject to two inclinations in human nature. And they have to do with sex, and they have to do with food. And an an ayah, another ayah in Surah Ali Imran speaks about these attractions that sway our behavior away from the discipline of Allah. The ayah says, Zuyina linnas hubbu shahawat minan nisa wal banin wal qanatir al muqantarati minan dhahabi wal fiddati wal khayl al musawamati wal an'ami wal harf. ذَلِكَ مَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَاللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حُسْنُ الْمَآبِ It's a problem with these people. Besides, let us enter into our mind and think for a moment. If we cannot make a difference as individuals or as societies, as the attitude is in the general Muslim public, if you cannot make a difference, then why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send prophets? They could have left us the way we are. And we can go in life just thinking, without disciplinary thoughts, just thoughts relying on our mind only. We can't do that. And if we try to do that alone, there are, there's not going to be any beneficial results to what we are doing. And then, if we are, if we can't make a difference, there's nothing that's going to come out of us. There are much more powerful forces at work. If that's the case, then what's the difference between us and children? 
who are not mature, babies, what's the difference between me and a baby? If a baby says or communicates, I can't do anything. Okay, we understand that. If a handicapped person who has no limbs confined to bed, if he says or she says, I, I can't make a difference, maybe we can find an excuse maybe if a person who's insane pleads that he can't make a difference okay we can understand that but us we the committed responsible muslims when we say we can't make a difference where did that come from this is where we are required to think of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is communicating to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah forgives whomever He wills and He penalizes whoever He wills. If we follow as a demonstration of what I'm saying, I'm going to give you just two examples because it is very cold. There are many ayat in the Quran that says, Inna Allah la yahdi al-qawm al-kafirin. Inna Allah la yahdi al-qawm al-fasiqeen. Inna Allah la yahdi al-qawm al-zalimeen. Allah does not guide people who are in opposition to Him. People who are oppressive, etc. And then we encounter an ayah that says, وَأَمَّا ثَمُودُ فَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ فَاسْتَحَبُّ الْعَمَى عَلَى الْهُدَى As to Thamud, the literal translation would be we guided them. But they preferred blindness to guidance. So how do we reconcile Allah saying Allah does not guide these people and that people and those societies and the other societies and here he gives us one clear example I think the, the ayah is in Surah Fussilat he gives us one clear example of Thamud and we know Thamud at the end were destroyed he says وَأَمَّا ثَمُودْ فَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ which requires our thought please Muslims think this Quran is meaningless if you don't think here Allah is saying we offered Thamud guidance but they preferred sightless motion against guidance. The other example is the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one ayah Allah says about his beloved Prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him. You don't guide those that are dear to you. It is Allah who guides whom He wills. Okay? Then there's another ayah in which Allah says, And indeed you guide to a straightforward path. 
How can this be? Two ayat in the Quran. Allah in one ayah says, you don't guide. And another ayah says, you do guide. If we don't think, brothers and sisters, if we don't think, we are bound to be turned off into ineffective human beings in life. So that they come and do with us what they want to do, as you can see plainly in the world today. In the first ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, meaning, you, O Prophet of Allah, even though some people are dear to you and you would like them to be guided, they're not going to be guided. You can't guide them. In the other ayah, You offer guidance to a sirat mustaqeem. But how are we going to understand this if we withdraw our mind when we read our Qur'an? Some people think, oh, there's a lot of benefits of reading I don't know, 10, 15 surahs in the Qur'an. There's more benefit in reading 5 or 10 ayat in the Qur'an that you assimilate into your mind and then translate into your behavior than in reading the Qur'an day and night without any effect to it. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة وتوبوا إلى الله إن الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله الذي هدى صلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى والتقى Dear committed brothers in light of the previous khutbah a few minutes ago in light of that we take a look at today's world the real world around us and if we just open up our minds guided by the information that comes from to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from his prophet may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him we look at the events just look at the past one week or ten days what has happened especially in uh, a land in the world that has proven itself throughout the course of all of these years to have saved Allah's gift of thinking through all of the plots and all of the stratagems that have been thrown at it in all of these years. We have the head honcho of imperialism and we have the gangster, the head gangster of Zionism. call it regime in Iran the time has come for it to go 
What is absent from their understanding is those people who are in charge in the Islamic Republic of Iran have weathered more serious challenges and confrontations than the current one. Even though in the current one there are insidious forces at work in a combined effort not witnessed in public previously. To put it in other more blunt words, the United States with its imperialist foreign policy and the Zionists with their colonialist strategies and the Saudis with their inferiority decisions all of them combined right now are working night and day to give it all they have because they lost they lost in Iraq they lost in Syria they lost in Lebanon they are losing in Yemen they are losing in Afghanistan and in other places so what are they doing now they said we tried in these past years we tried to cut to trim to sever the outskirt the outlying influence of the Islamic Republic of Iran and we failed they don't come and say this in public you will not hear the mainstream media say the Israelis the imperialists and the Arabian reactionaries have failed but in fact they have failed they failed throughout the past 37 or 8 years and now they said we're going to take issue with the center we were taking issue with the peripheries now we are going to the center and Muslims who are who feel that what am I going to do it only takes for tyranny to triumph it only takes good people to do nothing and they're banking on this that the good people are not are going to do nothing and so they are going to triumph but they will have a surprise to locate after all of these decades they will locate where the action is where the activity is and where the virtue of the human mind still working for 14 centuries unlike some other Muslims who excluded themselves from life's responsibilities by stopping their thoughts these same Muslims are going to wake up and realize among us we have Muslims who can think through imposed problems through invasions and intimidations this is the value of what Muslims have in the world today and the and the enemies have discovered what is precious among Muslims and the Muslims have yet to discover what is precious among them Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'a 
وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة before uh, the إقامة uh, you know because it's there's snow and ice beneath our feet I, I don't want to interfere with people's uh, uh, fiqhi preferences but uh, I have to speak my conscience if you think by taking off your shoes you are going to catch a cold or your health is going to be affected you are permitted to pray with your shoes on أقم الصلاة